I want to talk to you all today for the next 20 minutes about life groups. Life groups for life. Life groups for life. So I'm going to read from Acts 1 for us a couple of verses and then out of that make some observations just about how important life groups are. Acts 1 verse 12 says the following, Then they returned to Jerusalem from the mount called Olivet, which is near Jerusalem, a Sabbath day journey away. And when they had entered, they went up to the upper room where they were staying. Peter and John and James, Andrew, Philip, Thomas, Bartholomew, Matthew, James, the son of Alphaeus, and Simon, the zealot, and Judas, the son of James. All these, with one accord, were devoting themselves to prayer together with the woman and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and his brothers. It's interesting to see that this is right after the ascension. All right, so on Thursday past, we celebrated Ascension Day. This was right after the ascension. And they go to Jerusalem and they gather together in somebody's house. That to be stood out. They've just witnessed one of the most amazing things, miraculous things. They've just been affirmed and been sent out by Jesus to go into all the world and make disciples and yet the first thing you see them do is they come together at somebody's house and they gather for prayer. They gather in unity. And a couple of things happen from this group that gathers in somebody's house. Now, mind you, this was the list of people that was there. But these weren't the only believers at that time. The church by this time is already much larger than just this group of people. And, but you see these people gathering together in a small group, gathering together in what we would today understand is just, it's a life group. They were in the upper room that was at somebody's house, that's where they were staying. And out of this first chapter of Acts, which is like the birth of the New Testament church, you see a couple of patterns. You see some things emerge that I just think is important for us to know, to understand why as a church we're so gung-ho when it comes to people being in life groups. The first thing we see is we see unity amongst genders. Now this is amazing because in those times, women and men always used to worship separately. Men and women didn't mix in the temple. And women didn't have a place at all in the religious workings of the day, the organized religious workings. But here we see Christianity lifting up and giving women the rightful place that God wanted them to always have. To be in one accord in the place where God was going to start moving His church forward from there. Men, women, family, and followers. It's like it weren't just a little inside circle. It was, it was broader than that too. But what was amazing was that Jesus' own brothers was there too. So if you're going to claim to be the Messiah, who's going to be the hardest person to convince? <laughs> right? It's your own siblings. <laughs> right? Because <laughs> who wants to... <laughs> just think about this, y'all. <laughs> like if... 
if you were going to go claim now, okay, I'm the savior of the world, who's the first one that's going to go, shut up, sit down? <laughs> it's your younger brother, right? Or, or sister, yeah, sorry. And um, here we see <laughs> Jesus' brothers are there. So somehow in the process of all this, the crucifixion, the, re the, the resurrection, the ascension, his own family members became convinced that he is God and he is the coming Messiah. That is noteworthy. That is noteworthy because those would be the hardest people to convince. They were in a home. They were not at a church building. They were not at the religious activities place, the temple of the day. They were just somewhere with somebody's house. And they were there devoted to prayer and they were unified. And in verse 24 it says, And they prayed and said, You Lord know the hearts of all the people here. Show us which one of you, these over here, you have chosen to take the place in this ministry and apostleship from which Judas turned aside to go to his own place. And they cast lots for them, and the lots fell on Matthias, and he was numbered with the eleven apostles. So you will remember that Judas betrayed Jesus. He ended up committing suicide. And the number 12, biblically, is actually an important number. It's a number of governance and of completion of, of, of governance, which means that they felt the need to fill that 12th spot for the government of the new church to be in place. This is important because leadership actually matters to God. I've heard people sometimes say, oh, you know what, I love Jesus, but I don't love the church. I don't need to be a part of a church. I am the church. Each one of those statements are actually categorically not true because if you are, the, the church by definition is a place of gathering in other words, there has to be more people, a place of governance, and a place of mission. And if you don't have all three of those things in existence, a place cannot be called a church. It might be representatives of a church out somewhere, but it cannot be counted as church that has no need to be connected into what is called church. There has to be those three things involved. And so for these guys, they had to have the leadership, the governance of what is going to be the new church in place. And so in this life group, they raised up another leader that would be able to carry the purpose of that new church into the world. And it's amazing that when you see this completed Acts chapter 2 starts with Pentecost. The Holy Spirit coming and pouring out on that group of people. I was going to tell my story today, but I'm going to skip that one about life groups so that I can get into the rest of this and have some other people speak about their experience with life group. But suffice to say that I discovered my purpose through life group. I discovered my um, I discovered the church that I grew up and went into ministry with through life groups, through student-led life groups. I discovered the Holy Spirit through life groups. I discovered how to, well, the need for and that I needed to get baptized in life groups. Life group is just an incredibly powerful, life-transformative place. And I believe that it was because 
It has always been that. Even the first church started off as just a life group that had the right elements in place and started to uh, perform the purpose for which God had started the church. But it's amazing that you see Pentecost actually happening at a life group. <laughs> it's like they, they were uh, in Acts chapter 2 verse 1, when the day of Pentecost arrived, they were together in one place, the same place, the upper room of that house that they were meeting together with. And suddenly there came from heaven a sound, like a mighty rushing wind. It filled the entire house where they were sitting, not the temple, not the church, the house. And divided tongues of fire appeared on them, rested on each of them. They were all filled with the Holy Spirit and they began to speak in tongues as the Holy Spirit gave them utterance. One of the most catalyzing moments of the early church actually happened at a life group. What, what literally thrusted the church out into the world started from not a meeting like this, but people that were together devoted to prayer, devoted to unity, and as we will see later, devoted to the teachings of the apostles. The second thing, this is, what, this is where the church's mission was launched from. It was launched from life group. What happened at Pentecost was, an, was a catalyzing of what Jesus had started the church for. Was to go out and to proclaim the goodness of God, the risen Christ, so that people might know and come to faith. Chapters 2 verse 6 to 11 talks about this. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk about, um, I'm going to read chapter Acts 2 um, verse 10 and 11. It calls out different people from different places. Actually, verse 9 says, Parthians and Medes and Elamites and residents of Mesopotamia, Judea, Cappadocia, Pontus, Asia. Just an, this is just an, a vast geographical region. Phrygia, I can't remember, Pamphylia, <laughs> Egypt. Parts of Libya belong to Cyrene, visitors from Rome. Both Jews... And proselytes, Cretans and Arabians said the following. We hear these people that were in this life group that experienced Pentecost telling us in, the, in our own tongues, in our own languages, the mighty works of God. All of a sudden, people were empowered and enabled to preach the gospel. All that came out of their involvement in this life group. So I want to invite a couple of people today to come and share their experience, their recent experience about life group. So Krista and Corey, will you join me here first? Where's Krista and Corey? Here they come. Let's give them a hand as they come up. Can I have the mic? Gabe's going to hook us up with a mic. Just come and stand right here next to me. Um, Y'all, we couldn't have found two more stage shy people than these two, so... <laughs> Okay, she's a teacher, so she's used to this, right? But, yeah. but Corey, definitely. So, Corey, we will let Krista do a lot of the speaking, and if you disagree, <laughs> you can, you know, you can, you can add something. I might ask you a personal question, like real deep and all, that, you know, so just be ready. He's just started to sweat. No, I'm just, I'm just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. So, I, I just want to intro for them. They've been involved at OSC longer than I've been here. In fact, Corey was the first guy that told me, you're supposed to be at this church's pastor. 
So I had a couple of people tell me that before, you know, I finally realized that I was supposed to be this church's pastor. But anyway, so Corey was the first guy that said, you need to be here. Um, and so he hears the Lord for sure uh, in his quiet way. But y'all struggled to hear the Lord about life groups. It was a minute before y'all joined. Just what finally convinced y'all to start attending a life group together? Uh, I know for... Sold it like that, yeah. Okay. I know for me, it was, we were going through some challenges with our family, with our daughter. Um, Freedom was the very first one I joined. And I recommend it five times. I probably could use it again. Um, But we're in another life group now that we absolutely love. We have a blast where we enjoy people. We we truly do life together. Um, We are absolutely at home here and with everybody that we're in groups with. So it was just a time of our life. We just needed help, and we didn't realize how much. But we're beyond grateful for them, for all of it. And so what we, we, what we actually went through a series of, of conversations with them, and, and, and our, our agreement with, with them was like, look, when we're done with these conversations, you guys are, we've almost, because of these conversations, gotten into a rhythm, a weekly rhythm of visiting. Y'all just need to take this weekly pattern and then just, you know, go and start attending. Because one of their reasons for not attending was just things were too chaotic. It was just too chaotic. And here's the beauty of it, though, is that actually creating rhythm would have helped them far more within the chaos than they ever realized. But they finally realized that they needed that, and they saw that they were able to do it because we kind of forced them into these weekly conversations. <laughs> and That we do greatly appreciate and, uh, and in so, hindsight. So sometimes, sometimes we're actually just so convinced that we can't do something and and we really are able to do it if we just realize the blessing of it and the benefit of it and we rightly value it we will start making the changes they needed to have those conversations and so they understood the value of conversing with us on a weekly basis but then we help them to link it and just see that hey this is exactly the same this is like you were able to do this. Why wouldn't you be able to do that then as well? And it clicked finally somewhere. They joined up with this life group. And then just tell us, what has changed? What have you felt after joining and since joining? What is it? How, what kind of a blessing has it been to you all that you can share with the people? I know for me, it's that I can actually trust other people and understand that other people are going through the same things. Um, None of us are living perfect lives. We made our fair share of mistakes and we still continuously will, but we have other people that have either already made the mistakes and can help us work through it or just having other people there to listen to us and just, you know, we're here for you. You know, um, we're, you could probably say we're in several life groups at this point between the marriage the pre and post marital counseling we went through with JJ and Esther. Um, we eat lunch every week with a group, with a consistent group, and talk about life. We have our regular life group with similar people. Um, like we just so when need y'all those got in, now. y'all got in good. <laughs> <laughs> go big or go home. So Come on. here we are. <laughs> um, we couldn't do it without them now. Corey, like would you like people. to add anything to that? Uh, sure. Why not? 
Uh, I'll tell you one thing. Chuck, (laughs) thank you for pestering me for so, I think it was two years. (laughs) Two years. We're slow learners. He he pestered me about getting in a life group, and for some odd reason, I just didn't want to. I had all the excuses in the world why I shouldn't do it. But thank you. Come on. It has been an amazing journey. Um, We are in with amazing people, uh, all of the life group leaders, no matter where you decide to go, they're all amazing people. Uh, This journey has been, uh, it's been an experience that I'll never forget. Awesome. That's great. Let's give them a hand. Thank you all for being willing to share. You guys can grab a seat. Yeah. So first Pentecost happened at Life Group. The church's mission was launched from Life Group. But then, if you can look deeper into this Life Group that started off the church, and by the way, this, is a, this has been forever a church planting strategy. And it's been a church planting strategy so long that it's now been almost forgotten, especially in our context where we think that you have to have all of this to be able to start a church. Let me tell you, you start a church with discipleship, not with a stage. You start a church with going into a community and serving people and preaching the gospel and getting people saved and included in a gathering that has leadership and a purpose. That is church. So when I am motivating people, listen, we need a life group in Kaplan. Listen, we need a life group in wherever, call the place that we're saying. I'm saying, hey, let's go bring the church to Kaplan. If the Lord moves on that thing, like he moved on this life group, and people start hearing the message and they start coming in, very soon what we'll have is we'll have this. But we will have more of this if this group will start thinking like that in Crowley. Thinking like that in your space of work. Thinking like that in your office. In your class. You see, bringing people to church is sometimes a journey that takes years to happen. But taking somebody out for coffee can happen next week. And we need to understand that the church was started with relationships not with meetings like this. But there was ministry that happened at this life group. And what I've seen is people so often cool off spiritually. You can even come to this gathering on a weekly basis, but if you don't have any relational interaction about what's happening here, you can still cool off spiritually. I'm going to talk about, just in what you'll see, what it means to stay hot spiritually. Number one, in this life group, they were encouraged to go to church. Verse 42 of Acts 2 said, They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and the fellowship to the breaking of bread and prayers. That's the life group. Day by day, attending the temple together and breaking bread in their homes. 
attending the temple together and breaking bread in their homes. Now, I know in today's society, we don't have an hour of the day where everybody shuts down everything and goes to church. Um, the closest we actually understand of that would be, would be Muslims. They still do that. But the Jews used to do that, and everybody understood. Now, today, that doesn't work anymore. So we don't go to temple every day, but we do come every week. We do come every week and we do weekly meet in these life groups where we're encouraging one another through prayer, through the apostles' teachings, and that's the Bible, that's not me, um, and the fellowship of believers by breaking bread, taking communion together. He says, whenever you gather together, take this and remember me. Remember what I did for you, not just here, but in your life groups, right? The The second thing that happened was they encouraged sharing resources, Verse 46, the last part says, they received their food with glad and generous hearts. And another part says there that they didn't have lack for anything. Because those who had abundance shared with those who had lack. But how many of you know that in today's society, that's going to happen when you start building relationships with people, not just when you start posting on Facebook, I have a need. There is so much of that going on that we don't know where to put our generosity at times. But let me tell you this. If you're in a life group, you know exactly where to put your generosity. You know exactly who's pe- which people you are to care for and you, you are to walk with. And, and, and God has called you to walk alongside and share life with. They encouraged the sharing of resources. They encouraged unbelievers to faith. How many of you have led somebody to the Lord? Not to church, to the Lord. By being involved in these life groups, people became missional. They had something to share because they had an experience. They had something to tell other people. They had hope to give other people. They had, they had a, a, a tangible place where they would tell people, come, we will love you. And as that happened, people started understanding that they were the disciples of Jesus. Why? Because they could see the love that these people had for each other. The church needs to see, the world needs to see more of the love that the church has one for one another. And the best place that happens is in life groups. The easiest place, the most tangible place is in life groups. Praising God and having favor with the people, the Lord added to their number. Man, let me tell you this, if you do this, in life groups we encourage, others, we encourage one another to stay Christ-centered. Stay Christ-centered. We know what we're doing, where we're living, and we can encourage one another to stay centered on Christ. We can encourage one another to stay provided for, and we can encourage one another to stay fruitful because of the people that get influenced by our journey. I believe life groups by nature needs to be a physical gathering. Yes, through COVID, we did the online thing. But let me tell you what, it just didn't fulfill the purpose of why you have a life group. You're meant to do life with this group. It has to go beyond just, you know, speaking. And then the one thing, the last thing that I want to talk about is they encourage learning about God. In Acts 5, jumping forward a little, verse 42, it says, Every day in the temple and from house to house, they did not cease teaching and preaching that Jesus is, that the Christ is Jesus. I believe they stayed hungry 
for more of God and they stayed hungry for the purpose and the mission of God because they were a part of life groups. So guys, I want to encourage you that you know, being a part of a life group really actually makes Christianity become way more practical and tangible and possible because you have a group of people that you do this with. Miss Kathy, won't you come join me for a minute and you're going to share with us just a little bit of your experience as we, as we wrap things up. Can we give her a hand as she comes up? Come up the, the step. You know, we built these amazing steps there, so we really trust that people will use them. <laughs> yeah, it's all good. Okay, you can hold that onto that. Sure. So, Miss Kathy, just tell us a little bit about how you got involved in Life Group. Um, I, I was invited, um, and so when I showed up, uh, none of us really knew each other well. We were strangers. And a year later, we're friends. Uh, we do life together. We Pause listen. right there. I want to oh, interu interrupt you. I'm sorry. Why, did, why were you strangers? Um, we just didn't know each other yet. Why didn't you know each other? Um, were you coming to the church at the time? We attended the church. We sat by each other or spread out. But we really didn't know each other. But you were okay. quite new to the church at that time, well, right? Well, that's true. Yeah. I, I pretty much just uh, showed up. So... <laughs> I, I picked these two people to show you guys, the people that came forever and then joined. <laughs> and Miss Kathy, who had just come. She was like here for a couple of weeks when we, when we launched Life Group Startups, right? Please continue. So um, you, you were strangers and it was kind of like... Absolutely. Well, I, I knew Anne. Uh, her daughter used to babysit for my kids. And so she invited me and I said, sure, it sounds like a great thing. And uh, so we started out as strangers, uh, seven of us sitting in a room. And now we're friends, and uh, friends who um, we listen to each other, we pray together, and, uh, you know, encourage each other. And it's a wonderful thing. It's a great thing to have a text at 8 o'clock in the morning that says, somebody says, I'm praying for you. Hmm. Um, who gets that, you know? So, uh, People that are known gets that. Yeah. And so often, you know, when you sit in a crowd like this, you can literally get lost. Right. Um, we're not even that many people. But still, it's not possible for one person to know everybody. And it's not possible for an administration to actually personally know people. Right. That's why we want people to know people. Because our church's strength lies in its relationships. Absolutely. And, and of the seven that were in our life group, uh, the day after freedom, which everyone should go to, by the way, um, three of the seven, including me, were baptized. So, yeah. <laughs> Hold on to that for a minute. Hold on to that for a minute. So, um, so she went through our Freedom Conference and Life Group. And so just so you know that if you come and be a part of a Life Group, we have like a core, a core process or a core series of Life Groups that we go through. Foundations, freedom, spiritual gifts, and then we're soon going to add something about finances. And... The beauty of it is how it builds on one another. Now, it doesn't matter really where you start. Uh, well, we're going to take you through all of this. But there's also like creative expression. Like right now, y'all are doing a book called. Um, I'm not sure we're fixing to. Miss Ann, uh, are you here? She's not here today. I, I don't see Anybody her. knows what's. 
I actually have, it's like a, it's like a, a book study. Uh, I just updated it on the website. I just can't remember the book's name. But they're going to read a book together. And they're going to study this book and see how do we apply what this book is trying to teach us about Christ, about Christianity, right? So there's different things that happen in life groups. Sometimes it's, hey, can we study about this? Can we do a book study? Let's study the book of James. And just do pure Bible study. But then there are these processes that helps lay spiritual foundations in your life so that you will become a founded Christian. Not just a Christian with experience, but a Christian with knowledge to add to your experience that makes you withstand whatever winds that might blow your way so that you don't get to and fro. We want to grow maturity in this church. Why? Because fruit glorifies God and maturity actually leads to fruit. Anything that is mature in nature starts reproducing. And we want everybody in this church to start reproducing themselves in other people. That's the call to make disciples. That's the call to Christian maturity. But Miss Kathy, you said to me something really amazing when you came back from freedom. What was that? Um, I don't even remember. It was so great. It really was. <laughs> it was something about just, you know, that... Other people also have to experience this. Remember yeah, saying that? I, I said everyone should go. Yeah. And so. then she proceeded telling me, you can corroborate if this is true. She said, <laughs> um, people need to know about this. Remember saying that? Yes. yes. <laughs> you still agree with that? Look, it's, it's better than therapy. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was also drilling toward. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Her own words, this is better than therapy. Mm-hmm. There's nothing better than being known and being loved, nonetheless. And so, thank you, Ms. Kathy. Thank you for sharing with us. Really appreciate it. Can we give her a hand? Yeah. I mean, that's just the cherry on top of it all. People that have been around for a long time, finally understanding why life groups are so essential and great. People that just came in from the get-go and just got going. I don't, it doesn't matter what part of the journey you're in. We want you to connect into our church's life groups. Because that's where you will experience the best of OSC. Isn't that right, right Tiger? There's another culprit over there. <laughs> it took an age to get into it. <laughs> he, gave, he gave me the look right now. He's like, Jay, you got it. You got it. You know, you're talking the truth right there. Um, and so, how do you do this? It's very easy. You know, we have these amazing, you know, ways to, to, to connect into stuff today. It's called text in church. And what this does is it helps us to know what you would like from us. You know, you can communicate with us. And if you want to be a part of a life group, you take the word life group, just one word, lowercase, doesn't matter. Life group, one word. And you text it to our church number. So I want to ask you, would you do me a favor? Would you save our church number on your phone? I'm a, I'm a, if, if you can take out your phone and just save our church number, you can call this number and you'll get through to our office. But you can also text this number with various things. Even if you just have a question, you can text it. And, and our office will see it and we'll be able to respond to it. I'm going to read it out for you. Our church's number is 337 Three, four, five, six, three, three, three. It's an easy number to even remember, right? Three, three, seven, three, four, five, six, three, three, three. And if you will text the word life group to that number, we'll be able to contact you 
we'll send you information about what life groups are currently running for this summer that you can give you a part of. It'll give you a little link that you can tell us which of these life groups you're interested in, and then we will make sure to connect you with the leader of that group. Is that a deal? Let's stand together today. So next week, my wife is preaching, and she will be preaching on worship and intercession, and a little link to Pentecost in there as well. And I will be preaching in Jennings next week. Pray for me um, as I go there. But I just want to say this, um, that the best of OSC is experienced in relationships. And we do love coming together at this, in this moment here. And God does meet us. We're super thankful for that. And if this is literally all that you can do, God's grace be with you, man. It's all good. I understand sometimes life just is really like that. And, you know, we have plenty of people that work offshore and their schedules and things make it impossible for them to sometimes be involved in, uh, in, in things. By the way, if you are, you can now last see our live stream. Hey, live stream people. Um, our live stream on our Facebook page. Um, and it is an upgraded way and it's public, so you can find us there if, you don't, uh, if you're unable to come for a particular Sunday. Um, hmm? Okay, except for today. Something happened today. <laughs> we'll fix that this week. Um, but yeah, so um, do text, do one, but grace to you if you're in that season. If you need to have a conversation with us first about this, if you need to say, hey man, what is there for us that are you know, only available in online spaces? That's your only way that you can connect. Let's, let's, let's try to make something happen. You know, we're not here to judge anybody for where they are in life. We're here to help people to connect into the best of what OSC has to offer. Is that okay? All right, let's, let's, let's come to the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you for today. Thank you for uh, just the incredible model in your scripture of how Life Group literally started the church and ended up changing the world. Father, I pray for our Life Groups. I pray that there will be power-packed places where people encounter your truth, but they also encounter your spirit. Father, I pray that people will encounter love, but they'll also encounter your direction for their life. Lord, I pray for our life group leaders. I bless them. Thank you that you have raised them up through a process of time to be in a place now where they are leading and guiding others as they are following Jesus. Father, I pray lastly for everybody who is considering that they will see just the beauty of being involved in this relational small group, how much that can bless their lives and help them through and share what they have with other people. We thank you for that. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.